Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Who lives in us? God, open our eyes and allow us to see the wonderful things out of your law on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about praying in the name of Jesus, and we know that Because we are born again, we have a right to use that name. In St. John 14, 6, Jesus was saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. So we know the only way we can get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Jesus made the way to the Father through him shedding his blood on the cross. We also know that Jesus... um, also made a way for us to go to the throne we talked about going to the throne in hebrews chapter 4 where we can go to the throne to find grace and mercy in our times of need so there's nothing stopping us from getting to the father because jesus made the way the only thing that does stop us that we went over was condemnation anytime we feel condemned or guilty or wrong about anything We feel as if it's something that we have to do in order for God to give us what he has already provided. Do not let the enemy fool you. No matter what you have done, when you have done it, God has already forgiven us because of Jesus. He said in his word that we are forgiven, we are chosen, we are adopted, we are accepted. So it's not based on us, it is based on Jesus Christ. So when we go to him in prayer... When the enemy is trying to condemn, when he's trying to make us feel guilty and wrong, we have to let him know who we are now that we're in Christ. That our life is not based on us anymore, it's based on Jesus. Our life is hidden in Christ Jesus. So God does not see us, he sees Jesus. Once we recognize who we are now that we're in Christ, when Christ went to the cross, when Jesus went to the cross, we were in him already. We died when he died. When he rose, we rose. And you know what the thing was? We hadn't even accepted what he had done. So Jesus paid the price in advance for us. So when he was on that cross, you were already in him. When he died, you died. When he rose, you rose. And that's why we have to give people the good news about what Jesus have already done. When we recognize what he has already done, we don't have to go and try to do it again to get anything. We have everything we need now that we're in Christ. So when you're talking to your father and you're communicating to your father, He do want you to come to him and he wants you to feel free to ask anything. That's why Jesus said, if you ask anything according 
in my name. He said, he will do it unto you. And then the father will be glorified. But that anything is based on the word of God. It's based on God's will and God's way of being and God's way of doing. So when we know these things, we should not... Um, be afraid to go to our father because he's a loving father and we talked about in John 15 that he is divine we are the branches and our dependency supposed to be upon that vine it's not upon us it is upon him he said if you abide in me and my words abide in you you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you God, Jesus want God to be glorified and God is glorified through his son, not through you. Let's don't forget that. So let's quit trying to make people see us. They supposed to see Jesus. They supposed to see our loving father and they will see that if we get to know him and get to know who we are now that we're in him. So I want to talk some more about the name of Jesus. And some of this we have went over before, but I'm telling you every time we go back over it, it's helping us to realize how important that name is. Um, Go to Acts chapter 3. And like I said, we're familiar with this verse of scripture. It's Acts chapter 3, dealing with Peter and John. Verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon upon him with John said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk what was Peter actually saying to this man first Peter got this man attention He was telling this man, look on us. Peter knew what he had. So he was telling him, look on us, focus on us, pay attention to us, pay attention to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for their life unto those that find them, and their health to all flesh. So Peter knew who he was now that he was in Christ. He knew what he had. In that name. He knew what that name carried. So Peter said look on us. He said silver and gold I have none. He knew that if he did give that man the money. It would not do for him what needed to be done. So he said silver and gold I have none. He said but such as I have. I give unto thee. Then he began to say about Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. What Peter was really talking about, I have his name. And if I have his name, I know there's healing in his name. He says, so I'm going to give you what I have, what I know that I have. So we see that he was saying, 
It is healing in this name. So he used his name. He used the authority that he was given to use this name. He had a right to exercise his authority in this name because he was born again. Peter was not dependent upon him. He was dependent upon that name. So this is what I'm saying. If we keep looking at what we did, when we did it, or how we did it, instead of looking at the name of Jesus and what Jesus done on our behalf, we won't receive what we have from God and neither will anybody else. Because it's not about us. It's not about us fasting um, three, four hours a day. It's not about us speaking in tongues. All of that is, is, is good, but that does not get us what we already got. We have to understand the things that we have and, and what those things we have do for us. We know that speaking in tongues build us up in our most holy faith. We know that fasting crucifies the flesh so we can hear God. None of that gets us anything that we haven't already gotten. But it helps us to receive what we already have. So Peter knew what he already had. So he was speaking to that man in Jesus' name. He didn't have a doubt that that man was not going to rise up. He didn't have a doubt because he spent time with Jesus. And he knew the time that he spent with Jesus as his follower, a learner of Christ. He saw how Jesus operated and he knew what Jesus told him when he left. Peter knew all about that name. He let him know. He said, and if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. So Peter got taught through Jesus Christ. He was a learner. He was a follower. So when Jesus went to be with the father, only thing Peter was doing was exercising what he learned. And he got the revelation from what he have, have learned. He was enlightened by it. He was illuminated by it. So once we get a revelation, once we get illumination, once we learn and what we have in him, it becomes natural. We don't have to conjure up anything. We just live the life that um, we have now that we're in Christ. So after this man was healed, this is the next thing. So we know there's what? Healing in his name. Now, there's also deliverance in his name. Go to Acts chapter 19. And Acts chapter 19 is talking about the seven sons of Sceva. And in here, beginning at um, verse 13, Acts 19, beginning at verse 13, it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. What was happening here? They were saying, using Jesus' name, thinking we can um, use that name like they use that name and things are happen in that name. The problem was they weren't born again. 
They was using that name by not being born again. So the spirits that was in those men, they came after them and they left out of there naked and bruised. So you have to know that there's authority in that name. And in order to use that name, you have to be born again. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. People are using that name out of content. Sometimes when we pray, we always hear, now make sure you close it out in the name of Jesus. Some of us don't even know why we have to close in the name of Jesus. We just do what we're told. If you do not have knowledge of that name and you don't know why you say in the name of Jesus, you don't need to be saying it. And I'm going to tell you, all of us are guilty of this because we say, oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And we're not really calling on him for help. We're abusing his name because if we recognize how powerful that name is, we will not take that name out of content. Sometimes we say, oh, God, are we really saying, oh, God, like we need him? And I'm going to tell you what's happening when we do that. When we do that, our heart don't know what's right. Our heart don't know what, which way to go because we're confusing our heart. Because one minute is, oh, God, the next minute is in the name of Jesus. Then the next minute is Jesus, Jesus. So it's confusion. So either we're going to um, take knowledge of that name and the authority in that name and the power that that name have and quit abusing it, or we're just going to look at it just like it's an ordinary name. And we don't want to do that. We need to understand there is power in the name of Jesus. And we have to understand we don't want to use that name out of content. Go to Acts, the fourth chapter. And the Bible clearly tells us in Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So there's salvation in that name. In the name of Jesus, that's how we, we get saved. Because he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So we have to help people to understand the name of Jesus and how powerful that name is. And like I said, when we go into prayer with God and we use in the name of Jesus, we're knowing that that's how we have access to the Father through that name. Because that name, we're going to go here, Philippians, the third chapter, the second chapter. That name is above what? All names. Do we really believe that? Come on, y'all. Let's be real. We say we believe it. We can say we believe it now, but when things happen in our lives and we're saying, in the name of Jesus, do we believe it works for real? We'll go there in a minute. Philippians 2. And let's look at verse um, 11. We're going to start at verse... 9 Philippians 2 verse 9 it says wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name let me say that again wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name now we want to understand 
Why did God highly exalt him? If we understand why he highly exalted him, then we can understand why we use that name. When you go above that, it says this, verse 6, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So that tells you why God raised him up and made his name higher and above every name. Why? Because Jesus went low to go high. He had to get low to go high. He had to humble himself even unto the point of death. He went low, low because he who knew no sin became sin for us that we could become the righteousness of God in him or through him. So Jesus, what he did, he let go of being the son of God. He scripted himself. He took on the form of a servant, of a man. How low can you go? He had everything that he needed. He was already with the father. But he had to come down here on earth. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. Why did he become flesh and dwell among us? Because Jesus had to die. And in order for him to die, he had to take on a flesh body. God had to get someone who knew no sin to become sin for us, to fulfill all of his regulations, all of his laws. Nobody could do it. Because we were once sinners, but we're not sinners anymore. We are saints that sin. I want to say that again. Do not ever tell nobody, I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's a lie. You are a saint now that sin. (laughs) We are saints, set apart ones that at times we sin. But thank God for what Jesus done. We can get back up because of Jesus. But I am no sinner saved by grace. I am a saint that sins at times. That's what we are. So don't let nobody say, we just sinners saved by grace. No, that's an error. No, you're not. So we see what Jesus did. He stripped himself of all deity. He he did this so he can take on the form of a man so he can die for us. That was humility. Because some of us don't want to give up nothing to become what God... He's our example. None of us want to give up anything to become what God wants us to become. Because we want to hold on to stuff. But Jesus got rid of who he was. And he took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself. He went low so he could get high. And then he sat down after he did everything God told him. He sat down on God's right hand. So God honored him. This is why it says. um, Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of the things in heaven. And the things in earth and the things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So this is why all creation, the whole universe, 
supposed to see him for who he really is. He is king of kings. He is lord of lords. He's over everything. He upholds everything by the word of his power. So when we understand all of that, when we understand what that name represents, we will not use that name out of content for for what it is. And when we use that name, everything in heaven, everything on earth, and everything under the earth, as soon as you say Jesus, all hail King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. So this is what we have to see when we're going into prayer. When we are speaking the word of God and we're saying in the name of Jesus, we should know because we are abiding in him and his words is abiding in us. Whatsoever we ask in that name, we already have it. That's just how powerful that name is. But I think we take that name lightly because we go into prayer with the wrong mindset. We go into prayer trying to get something we already got. We go into prayer trying to bargain with God to say, God, if you do this, I won't do this no more. That's bargaining with God. Well, God, if it's your will, you can heal me. We don't know about that name. Because it's healing in that name. Peter knew about that name. That lame man didn't have to do nothing but do what the word was telling him to do. Rise up. In the name of Jesus, rise up. Only thing he had to be obedient to is that name because it was healing in that name. So everything that we need is what? It is in that name. So if we can remember that and, and get that deep down in our heart, some of the things that we go through, we don't have to be going through them because Jesus already went through them for us. So when we come to the Father and we come at... Before you even get to the Father, you should say, it's already mine. Remember I said, I'm a spoiled brat. My Father got me spoiled. I already have everything that I need, even when I mess up. Come on, think about the prodigal son. He wasted his inheritance. The other son stayed with the Father. He worked for that diligently for the Father. The other son come back after he wasted his inheritance. The father saw him from a way off and he began to go kiss the son. Give him what? A robe. He gave him a ring. He gave put shoes on his feet. He said, you're no longer a slave. You have um, authority through my name. You got on that robe of righteousness. You back in right standing. He put him right back in the place that he should be in, in that position. But what did the other son do? The other son said, I've been here this long. You never killed a fatty calf for me. You never held a party for me. But that son did not know what he had. He said, son, everything I have belonged to you. He was trying to work for what he already had and didn't have to do that because it was already his. I don't know about you. I get tired of trying to work for what I already got. We don't have to work to get healed. We don't have to work to get delivered. We don't have to work because, as you know, in the Bible, when Jesus came into town, the devils bowed down to him. When they saw him coming, I know who you are. So they know about that name. Demons tremble because of that name. And when the name is said in the church, people act like it's just another name. But if you got that name in your heart and you have knowledge of that name and you know what it represents, right while you're going through what you're going through, you're saying, thank you, Lord, I'm already healed because of the name of Jesus. So you got to recognize 
that name. You got to acknowledge that name. So what is the problem with the church? The problem with the church is when it comes to that name is the church does not have faith in that name. Let's go back to Acts 3. And let's look at verse 16. Acts 3. And it says, they were looking um, astound because of this man, this lame man. Um, I'm going to start at 11 first. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by your own power or holiness, by our own power or holiness, we have made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One, the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And kill the prince of life whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. So they talked about his death here. They talked about his burial. They talked about his uh, resurrection to get to this part. Read out expanded. It was faith in the name of Jesus that made this crippled man well and strong. So what was Peter saying here? He was saying it was the faith that we had in that name. Now I want y'all to catch this. And it says... You can see this man and you know him. He was made completely well because of trust, faith in Jesus, the name of Jesus. And you all saw it happen in front of you. What Peter was saying was this name through faith in this name. Understand that God has given all of us the measure of faith, the same measure of faith. So by having faith, the faith that God gives us, we can believe in this name now that we're born again but what stops us from believing in this name is not acknowledging and knowing what this name represent faith come by hearing hearing come by the word of god the more you hear about the name of jesus the more you're taught about the name of jesus this is when faith comes up out of you to believe in that name but if you're not, if you don't have knowledge of that name, if you're not meditating on what that name really means, when that name is mentioned, it means nothing to you. But the more you go in scripture and know about that name, know that there's salvation in that name, there's healing, there's deliverance in that name. When you know all of this, when that name is mentioned, things on the inside of you, there's a stirring up because you know there's power in the name of Jesus. Peter said through faith in that name. This man was made to, to walk. This is why this man is healed. It's nothing on our part. We just know about the name of Jesus. And we have faith in that name. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. We could not even believe in that name. If God had not given us faith. And our faith does not rise up. Or come up until you hear. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. Whatever uh, subject you may go into the Bible and study out, once you study on it, once you meditate on it, your faith becomes stronger. Because you're believing in what you're reading, what you're meditating on. If you never go into the Bible 
and know what the Bible has written concerning Jesus, how can you have faith for it? If you never hear nobody preach, let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10. Y'all know where I'm going, right? Yep. Romans 10, 9. That if, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now go back down here to 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And as it, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good news. So see here, somebody have to proclaim it. Preach means to proclaim. When the word of God is preached, when it is proclaimed, that's when your faith is activated. You have faith, but that faith has to be activated. How is it activated? Through the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more your faith is activated. The more you begin to operate by faith, walk by faith and not by sight. If you don't get into the word, even though you have faith, it is not activated. So if you want your faith activated, if you want your joy, if you want your peace, if you want your, it takes the word of God. So what is it? Um, faith works by what? Love. That's how faith works. It's by what? Love. So this is what we got to understand is the more you get into the word of God and the more you understand what you have. The more you enlighten on what you have and who you are, then you will see more things manifest in your life. So do not go into prayer not knowing about the power of the name of Jesus, not knowing about the name of Jesus. Don't even close out in the name of Jesus if you don't know about that name. Because if you don't know about that name, you're not going to appreciate that name. You're not going to know that you have authority or right to use that name. It's just like a married couple before you got married, there was a maiden name. You went by that name. But when you got married, it was no more your maiden name. Some of us keep our maiden name because we don't want to let it go. <laughs> we want people to know this is who I was before I was this. Now, I'll tell you why I put Walker in my name. I go by Amanda, it's long, Amanda Teresa Walker Bryant. I'm going to tell you why. Because it was another Amanda Bryan out there that people were confusing me with that was doing stuff they had no business doing. So I said, let me throw that walker up in there and settle this issue because I ain't like that. That ain't me. So that's why some people use their maiden name. But some people use their maiden name because they want their husband to recognize, don't forget where I come from. Some people use it that way, but not all people. Some people don't want to let go of where they were. But once you get married, whoever you marry, whatever that man do, you done done. You done got that name. Whatever that family represent, that's what you represent. That's why you need to know who you are now that you in Christ. Because if that family toe up, they're going to look at you as toe up. Then you're going to be explaining yourself and say, wait a minute. <laughs> that ain't who I am. That family may be crazy, but I ain't crazy. I just married into a crazy family. We spend too much time explaining that. And you don't have to. 
Because if you know who you are in Christ, regardless of what that family do, when you show them Christ, they know you are not part of that family foolishness. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Because we got some family with some foolishness. So you better know who you are so you can live that life of Christ. So when they look at you, they'll say, I know, you, baby, you ain't a part of that. Hallelujah. That's why you got to live your life in Christ so they'll see you for who you really are. But let me go back to um, just like I have my husband's last name. That means it's some authority in that name. If that man got some money in the bank, I know my rights. And I'm going to go draw it out. And I don't have to ask him to draw it out. Because what's his is mine, what's mine is his. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. For some reason, I'm stuck right there. NASA, we got a problem. Let's say this again. Let's say this again. I'm using me and my husband. I got a right if he lay down his wallet to open it up and get me some money out of that wallet. Because what's his is mine. What's mine is his. He got a right if my pocketbook is wherever it is. He got a right to go in my purse and get whatever he want to get out of that purse. Because we are one. It's no she money and it's no he money. If I got she money, he need to know about she money. So if he's out of he money, he can share some she money. Church, we got some messed up marriages. Anytime you don't feel comfortable with asking your mate for money, your marriage is messed up. Let's just stay right there. If I cannot get what my husband have, something is wrong. If he can't get what I have, something is wrong. We need to get some counseling. We need to go back into the word of God. See, this is, this is why I'm talking about. If I go to that bank and that bank tell me, Miss Bryant, he didn't no longer give you access to this account. I do like they do in church. Sila. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. Better yet, hold on one minute. 910. You know. <laughs> hey, honey, I can't seem to get into this account. They must have a mix up here. I closed it. Everybody going to know how well I know Jesus. <laughs> when I call on the Lord, he will come. Come to my rescue. Come to my rescue. Say it again. Come to my rescue anytime, any place. Anywhere in the name of Jesus, I give you five minutes to be up to this bank. He'll come, he'll come when you call him. He'll come, he'll come. <laughs> See, that's using his name by the content, isn't it? Because you're mad. 
serious business, y'all. A marriage is supposed to be based on covenant. It does not supposed to be based on us. It's supposed to be based on God. That's another teaching. Single people? Is that why y'all still single? Because some married people acting like they single. Like they don't have a mate. But there is a difference now. If either mate is abusing money, <laughs> that ain't right either. Because if you got a mate that's just spending, spending, spending before the bills are paid, something is wrong with that. And sometimes that's why people have to cut you off. It shouldn't be that way. But that's what's happening in some places. And then some places, a man or woman might be just selfish. They want to use all your money, but don't want you to use theirs. Because sometimes a man can be so prideful and he want people to look up to them, he want to pull out some money sometime. And that's bill money. So, the name of Jesus is a name above every name. And we want to learn about that name, come to know that name so well that no matter where we are, we can pull out that name. We can use that name. Because we know there's authority in that name. And when you really know there's authority in that name, you shouldn't worry about whether you have it or not. You know you already had it before you used it. But you're using it because he said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock. And God, I'm knocking as hard as I can, but why ain't you hearing me? He heard you the first time. But we don't have faith in that name is because we don't know about that name. And it's time for the church to know about that name. And we won't spend so many hours in prayer trying to get something we already got through Jesus. Amen. Do anyone want to have, have anything they want to share on this teaching about the name of Jesus that I have went over that would help someone, an experience you may have had? Come on, little man. We're going to call him a little preacher man. <laughs> I've learned that you always have to meditate faith before you actually make faith. Because last, last Sunday we talked about faith-filled words and how about we shouldn't clean someone else's mess up and make them clean up their own. But faith and Faith and knowledge with God is always more important than you with faith. Faith with God makes you have more faith and knowledge at the same time. If you both meditate at the same time, plus having faith with God. Who want to come up here after that? Come on, somebody. Clem. Somebody. Nadine to say, I take it. Okay. Um, with the faith filled words, uh, Pastor Amanda and Brother James came to Pippi Wiggly one day. I was working. 
and I came outside and I was telling her some, something was going on with my throat. The doctor said, the doctor said, and Pastor Amanda said, it is done. It is finished. So I went to take the test on my thyroids. The right side was benign, but the left side had a mixed up, uh, they had a mixed up uh, reading, so they needed to do DNA. They needed to go back in and pull some more out. Well, Dr. Azizi, I'm going to call his name, he uh, sat there and he started telling me about surgery, lining up surgery. And I said, Dr. Azizi, let me tell you something. Jesus has already healed my body. And he told me, he said, uh, don't, don't talk to Jesus, don't talk religion, because a whole lot of people, whoa, freeze. I said, no, Dr. Azizi, I already know it is done, it is finished. So he said, so you're not going to take any information uh, on the surgery right now? I said, no, because I shall live and not die and declare the work to the Lord. And he said, um, so what would you like to do? I said, well, what's the next step? He says, uh, well, take an appointment six weeks, six months later, because we don't really know what this test is going to show. I said, I already know, so give me that appointment. And he made that appointment for February 15th, which is my daughter's birthday. And the doctor called me, to, the people called me today with the lab results, y'all. <laughs> Lord, I got the lab results. And cancer-free. Cancer-free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. You took the word and you stood on. Stood on it, yes. Amen. And, and, and I told my husband, I said, did you see me crying? Did you hear me even talking about it? I said, I left that appointment. I never looked back. And they called me today. I didn't even know when they was going to call. But I, I wasn't looking for a call because I knew in my heart that if, because here's what I told Dr. Zizi in the end. Let me tell you something, doctor. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So if it is said what you said, then I know there's a way out. He's going to see me through. Look at God. Anyone else? Out of the teaching tonight, how did the teaching help you? What you get out of the teaching? Anyone? Okay. You got something else, Nadine? Are you good? She good. Come on, um, Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany says she home. She free. Uh, I just really appreciate learning the power of the name of Jesus. Um, I didn't really understand or know why people say, well, in the name of Jesus, you know, or in the prayer within the name of Jesus. And um, so I just really appreciated this teaching, you know, and it just, inspired me to, of course, learn more about the word of Jesus and to stop using his name in vain as I am guilty of doing. 
Um, and basically, it's like belittle in his name whenever we do use his name, you know, as randomly as we do. So I just want to say thank you for that teaching, Jesus. I appreciate it. Um, and I just look forward to more. Amen. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone online would like to say something before we close? Come on, Nagina. I have often been around people and I have said, wait a minute. God's last name is not down. And I know we all hear it. We all hear it, but we have to stop that thing right there because Jesus is a powerful name and we're not going to let people just go out there and keep saying that thing. Not in front of me. I don't. I don't receive it. It's just like um, service from Sunday. I'm not allowing people to put their garbage in my can. Amen. Amen. You can set it there. Okay. Does anyone else have anything before we dismiss? Any announcements? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.